Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They, they've, now they're trying to turn the golf swing into a science. Okay, the biomechanics, the numbers. Well, I can tell you this. Science is the study of what's happening. It's not necessarily how to do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 121st episode of the Golf Unfiltered podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam, from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter, at GolfUnfiltered. Send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we are focusing a lot more on how we can help you enjoy the game of golf a little bit better, and part of that is to actually get better at the game. And I can probably think of no other instructor that I'd like to speak to than Mr. Mike Malaska, who we have on the line today to talk a little bit not only about his swing method, but also about his YouTube channel and a bunch of other things. Mike, thank you so much for coming on today. How are you today? Adam, great. I, what I want to know is 121. Why did it take me so long to get onto the show? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. <laughs> that's a long ways down the list. You're running out of stuff to talk about? <laughs> Absolutely not. You should have been number one, Mike, because i got to tell you, before we started uh, recording here, I told you that I, uh, I've been following your YouTube channel for a little while here, and I'm, uh, listeners will know that I've, I've spoken about your teachings uh, quite a bit, just on how much I enjoy them. But before I get too far ahead of myself here, Mike, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about yourself, where you're currently the director of instructor at, uh, and just how you got started with uh, teaching this great game. Well, I'm at uh, two places here in Arizona, Superstition Mountain Golf Club, which is a Nicholas 36-hole great facility. I've been there for 19 years since they opened, and then Lascendus, which is a semi-private club in Mesa, uh, those are the two places I teach at here in Phoenix. I'm the director of instruction for the Nicholas Academies around the world and have been for the last eight, nine years. We have 28 facilities in eight countries, and I've got about 200 instructors that are under me. So i involved with that, and obviously I do a lot of education for the PGA. And then I have another big company called JoinGreatLife.com, which is a whole new way to package golf with other other things to make it affordable for people. So all of those things keep me pretty busy. Uh, <laughs> new book coming out. Uh, it's called The Invisible Swing, which uh, we'll probably talk about a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that's where I'm at. Where I come from, I was a good player when I was very young. I was a good athlete, or at least decent. Uh, I applied a lot of things by chance and got really, really good really fast. Within a few couple of years of playing, I won our state open, which was like a web.com event. I was a college All-American. So I, I really didn't understand why the game had to be so hard. I mean, it was a, uh, I've been playing baseball and, and tennis and moving ball sports, and now you're going to put it still and let me hit it. I'm going, how easy is that stupid game? <laughs> so, and, 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 you know, in, in actuality, uh, to learn how to hit a golf ball fairly solidly 
and get it in front of you and have fun with it really isn't that difficult, or it should not be. Uh, we've done a very good job, and I went through the same process. I mean, I got so screwed up after being a very good player. Within the six months of being really good, or eight months, I actually stood up over a tee shot in an event, and I wasn't afraid I was going to miss hit it. I was terrified that I was going to swing and totally miss the ball. Wow. So, you know, it's really easy to go from fairly competent to really bad really fast if you get the wrong ideas and concepts going. And uh, so I spent my whole career trying to figure out what the heck happened. Why was I so good, and then why did I get so bad? Why did a game that was so easy or seemed to be relatively easy turn out to be this just unbelievably difficult one day I've got it, the next day I don't. It lasts for a couple of holes and then it's gone. And, uh, you know, that's led me down a lot of roads of, of injury and, and all different type of disciplines that I got involved in outside of golf that have really helped me to really understand really what is important and what do people have to do to be pretty good at this game. And it, it really isn't that tough. It just took me 50 years to figure it out. <laughs> well, Mike, that's one of the things that I think is so endearing about what you teach and, and uh as I mentioned at the top of this, your YouTube channel as well, you, you've been there and you feel some of the struggles that some of your students, I'm sure, feel. And you do that a great job just kind of documenting their experiences as you teach them. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about why you started a YouTube channel and how it's been going up to this point? Well, um, I, a couple of my friends said, you need to start putting this stuff on YouTube. And, you know, and I'm 63, so I'm the old guys that, I mean, technology, social media. I mean, if you had told me five years ago I'd have a, I'd have a YouTube channel that's doing about fifteen to 20,000 views a day, hmm. and we've got, I don't know, hundreds of videos up, I would have said you're crazy. Hmm. Uh, but, but what happened was, I, I just started putting some things up, some observations of what I saw, and then I started getting all these people that would that would come up and, you know, they'd make comments, this has helped me more than anything, you know, I finally understand things. And so the more I did them um, and the more I put out there, and it was just more for me just to kind of help people see golf maybe through a different set of eyes where I had been through my whole career trying to play for a living, play the tour, play – mini tours, U.S. Opens, PGA. I mean, so I went to a pretty high level with the game, yet it never really felt when they said, get comfortable, feel athletic, just let it go. Well, I could do that when I was a kid, but when I, as I got older, I could never do that. I could do that, but then the ball missed the golf course. So <laughs> I had to decide between trying to make a living and, and not. So when I started to figure some of these things out, put it up on YouTube, uh, I was amazed uh, the, at the response and you know people said oh if you can do more do this and so I just started doing it on a semi-consistent basis and in about two and a half years from the time I started we've now had just over five million views on the YouTube channel wow that's super impressive and, and listeners the YouTube channel we're talking about of course is Malaska Golf and you can go out to malaskagolf.com as well and read all about Mike, as well as what he teaches and, and even sign up to get more information. And Mike, you know, obviously you know what you're talking about. I mean, you wouldn't have been voted the 2011 PGA teacher of the year if you didn't. Uh, and you're consistently named one of the top teachers in America. And, you know, Mike, what I really like so much about the way you teach is 
you know, it's a little maybe unconventional is the wrong word, but I'm going to use it for this conversation because you teach a lot about momentum in the golf swing. And it, it kind of goes against something that I've been taught growing up. I'm 35 and I've, I've learned quite a bit about the golf swing over the years and I've gotten okay at the game. But one of the things that you really focus in on is just remaining aware of keeping that club head in front of you, as well as uh, just like I mentioned, momentum in the swing. What made you kind of go towards momentum as really the biggest concept, at least as far as, far as I can perceive it in watching your channel, uh, to convey that to your students? Well, really, you know, what is a golf swing? You know, if I were to ask people what is a swing, you know, you get so many crazy answers. And really what a golf swing is, and, and most of the answers you'll get have to do with positions, you know, lag, uh, weight shift, uh, this and that and the other. Really what a golf swing is is it's nothing more than if you take a ball and you put it on the end of a string and you're swinging it around a circle and the circle has a constant center, that's what a golf swing is because the forces that, we're, that are around us, momentum, gravity, centripetal force, inertia, and acceleration, those things drive everything that we do. It's what makes the earth go around the sun. So it's why you walk. It's how your joints react to forces. So, so really, what a, all you're really doing in a golf swing is you're directing and redirecting momentum and then offsetting that force around the center. That's what a golf swing is. Now, if you do it correctly, all of those angles that everybody's after and all those positions that everybody's trying to create have to create themselves. Mm. So that's what I knew as a kid, because I didn't know positions. I knew motion. I knew how to make a bat go fast. I knew how to throw a ball. I knew how to, I knew how to ski and make the skis work. So when it came to a golf swing, you know, it, it was a it was a a very easy move for me because now I had a stationary ball, and all I was trying to do was make an object that was going around me, consistently run into that ball with the club face aimed in a certain direction, and. It, it really wasn't that hard to do. So everything that we do, all the physiology, how your body works, is all based off those forces. So how your joints move, how they react, is all based off that momentum or gravity and momentum going around you and how that force, when it's put in a joint, how does it react? And so I was very lucky to learn a lot about the physiology, not of a golf swing. I, I did. I, I was in a. I worked with a guy and was had a therapy clinic and a training center for about five or six years, and I learned a tremendous amount about how the body works. Mm -hmm. And when you when you push it a certain way, or you create certain forces on it, how does it react? And and that was very helpful to me. So, really, all people need to know is to get a feel for what they're trying to do. What is a swing? How do you create this momentum? And how do you offset it so you have a consistent circle? And once you do that past face control, which is, becomes pretty easy to do for most people, you can be pretty good pretty fast with virtually no pressure on your back or your body that's going to blow you up in, a, in you know, whatever amount of time. Right. And, you know, Mike, as, as you were talking and, and illustrating, you know, just centrifugal force and the ball on the end of a string, I was picturing in Hogan's Five Lessons, what was it, a, a, a pocket knife at the end of a handkerchief that he talked a little bit about, if I remember, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something that really comes across well in your videos is showing golfers of all different skill levels, because you also obviously have taught some of the best names in the game, including some guy named Mr. Jack Nicholas. 
where the the club head almost from the top and I and listeners I know this is hard to illustrate over audio it almost seems like it's coming over the top a little but it's really not you're just keeping that club head in front of your body so that you don't focus so much on hitting those lag angles as you mentioned which in fact could really hurt your game isn't that right well yeah anytime anytime you hold anything off so hold the angle in your wrist uh hold your shoulders back Okay, I, I understand the concept, and believe me, I practiced all that. And there's a lot of ways to swing a golf club, and there's a lot of thought processes. But if you told me, okay, I want you to hold your shoulders back, I would go, okay, let's find a motion where the forces that are around you and how you're moving actually accomplish that for you. Because in any sport, to hold something back, if you try to throw a ball, mm-hmm. and you try to hold the angle in your wrist until the last second and then throw it, I can promise you from being a pretty good pitcher, you have no chance with that concept. Uh, Hmm. So I'm not going to argue with the pictures. See, the pictures are correct. Our industry has become an effect-driven industry. So because of video and because of TrackMan, all these numbers they can now generate, they go, okay, here's the position and here are the numbers that you need to have. Let's work towards this position and these numbers. Well, I'm not going to disagree with the numbers, but I'll tell you what, I will dramatically disagree with what creates those, uh, those positions and those numbers. Hmm. So once you understand what makes those work, the numbers are right, the positions are right, but like I said, lag and your shoulders stay in turn is not something that you forcibly have to think about. It's something that automatically happens if you have the right concepts and you know what you're trying to do to create this circle of acceleration and force around your body and it, it's pretty simple most people would do it almost every move in a golf swing is instinctive and i know people are probably listening and going that's crazy but if i have you make certain th- make certain moves which i put a lot of them on youtube mm-hmm. and i go okay you see what you're doing right there can you feel that well yeah people say well yeah that's i don't have to think i just have to do it okay that's what your golf swing should feel like and they go well i've never felt that in my swing and i said well that's why you're no good because <laughs> you've never felt what is one of the most important movement patterns in a golf swing why because you've been trying to artificial artificially create something else uh which is where i spent probably 90% of my playing career which is why one of the reasons I struggled being probably as good as I could have been is I thought all those, I didn't understand what they were, and I didn't, I, I, I could make my swing look any way you wanted it to look on a video in about five swings. The problem was when I made those positions show up, the ball most of the time didn't go anywhere near the target, and everybody told me that's okay, that's fine, the positions are perfect, now your timing's a little off. Just go practice. Well, I hit hundreds of thousands of balls, and it never really got to the point where it was even close to what I had when I was 17 or 18 and had no idea what I was doing, but I was relying on instinct to run a force or a bat into a ball. Hmm. And so that instinct is something that players, if I understand you correctly, need to trust a little bit more instead of, Maybe the misconception of chasing numbers, as you as you suggested. Uh, no, there's no question. I mean, I, I watch it every day. Once I get people to focus in on the right concepts, see, your brain is a taskmaster. 
So what it does, the way it works, and I've spent, you know, I've spent obviously a lot of time studying this too, learning and how your body works. Mm -hmm. Your brain's a taskmaster. You give it a task. What it does is it will eliminate anything and everything what it feels is not relevant to that task. Your brain also works. It's called fight or flight. So your, your neurology system is set up to protect you from harm or whatever you want to call that. So... So if you give your brain a task, hold the angle in your wrist, okay, it will do everything it has to do to try to hold the angle in the wrist. And, and if that's a bad task, if that's an effect and not a cause, now you're in big trouble. Mm. So you will create the effect, but the effect may not create the outcome you want because you've got the wrong task going. So once you get the right task and you start performing those tasks, a lot of these other things start to show up automatically. It's the same with concepts. So if I take somebody out and I put a club face in their hands and they actually realize that their hands control the face, which most of our industry would, would lead you to believe that it's your hips or your shoulders or your weight shift mm -hmm. or something. No, no, your hands control the face. It's the only connection you have with the club. Your hands and the club face are one. They're just separated by a shaft that's 35 inches long. So basically when I hit a golf ball, I'm hitting it with my hands. And so when I stand and I start teaching people, the first thing I do is put a club face in their hands relative to how it's, what its relationship is. And I say, okay, here's how you would make the ball hook. Here's how you'd make it fade. Here's how your hands work. Now tee the ball up, make a little swing, hit a hook, hit a fade, and they all sit and do it. Hmm. And I go, okay. Have you ever tried to do this before? They go, I've never even thought about trying that. I go, well, that's another reason why you're no good. Because every, every tour player, and I hope your people will understand this, golf is a development of skills. Every tour player that you're watching has phenomenal, phenomenal hand-eye coordination to control that club face. They can move their bodies any way you want them to move it. And within about three or four swings, they'll say, if that's the way I'm going to move my body, here's what I have to do with my hands to catch the face up. Because they've trained their hands to control the face. Most of the amateurs out there have never trained their hands to control the face. They've tried to control the face with their weight shift, their hip turn, their shoulders, whatever it happens to be. So they don't have the basic skill development in their hands to allow them to do 90% of the things you hear these tour guys doing. And, and so once I get people in the right task and figure out where they are in the skill development, it's not hard for them to get more control of the ball immediately because they've never even thought about the things that actually control the ball. That's extremely interesting. And when you had mentioned tax uh task oriented practice uh, mike one of the videos that helped me the most with my game and i, I want to uh, thank you for doing this because uh, i haven't had the chance to speak to you before today but was uh, breaking down practice sessions to getting in my case my hands back to where they were at address which would then of course help the club head you know stay out in front of me as you teach and and yeah. for me what really helped was just not really worrying where that ball was going to go, but it was more or less, okay, well, where are my hands going to go? And my right. task for practicing just became getting my hands back to where they started. And I couldn't believe, and some of your, your, list, your, uh, your students in your videos even comment, and I experienced this, how easy it was to do that. 
it's just mind-boggling how students don't catch on to that more quickly. Well, well, our industry, again, because I've been in it at a very high level for the last 40 years, and, you know, we could have a whole other show and a discussion on where it went, why it went, where it went, mm-hmm. and where it's at today. Uh, they, they've, now they're trying to turn the golf swing into a science, okay, mm-hmm. the biomechanics, the numbers. Well, I can tell you this. Science is the study of what's happening. It's not necessarily how to do it. That's another huge thing I learned. When I got into the physiology and the kinesiology of a golf swing or of a human body, I thought I had it. 35 years ago, I knew the muscle firing patterns. I knew when you walked, when you hit a baseball, when you hit a golf ball, I could tell you pretty much what the muscle firing patterns were. So I thought, I've got it. I'm going to make everybody great. So I started teaching exactly what it's out there today, glute firing patterns, abdominal contractions, all of those kinds of things in an order of which they actually happened. Probably the worst two years I've ever had teaching relative to success in my students. Uh, Because just because you can identify when a glute fires or whether it's an internal rotator muscle or, or whatever, just because you can identify the muscle does not mean that the person standing in, your, in front of you will have any concept or any feel for what that sequence is. Neurologically, that happens so quickly, and a lot of it is in your own personal DNA. A lot of times, people don't have control of certain muscles, and their bodies have learned how to move without one of those particular muscles even being involved. So now it's more of, okay, I get people making a swing, and once they do it, they go, well, this, it can't be this easy. I go, well, yeah, it is that easy. Well, what am I supposed to think about then? Well, just what you're doing. Well, if this is correct, then most of the stuff I've been working on my whole career was wasted time hmm. or incorrect. And I go, well, now, wait a minute. I wouldn't go that far, but I will say we've all wasted a lot of time trying to create things that the universe around us would automatically do and the magic of your body and the neurology that you've developed since you learned to walk and throw a ball will do for you automatically. We've tried to retrain ourselves how to walk, basically. And, and so why, why would you retrain yourself to walk? Do you want to know the muscle firing pattern it takes to walk? Do you want me to explain it to you so you can think about it when you, when you get up out of your chair? Right. What would be the point? Huh. So that's kind of where the golf swing has gone. That's that's really well said, and uh, listeners, I'm sure you can pick up on this. I mean, Mike was right. I mean, we can have an entirely new show, and maybe we will in the future. Who knows, Mike, <laughs> about talking about where uh, where everything's gone in, in golf instruction. But, you know, I, I don't want to go too much further in, before we mention uh, your book, that you've got a new book coming out. It's called The Invisible Swing. You had mentioned that at the top of this episode. Uh, why don't you let us know a little bit about what you hope to cover in the book and perhaps when it will be available? Well, we, we just finished shooting all the, the, the photos for it. It'll probably be out in the next couple of months. Basically, the biggest thing I've learned in 40 years of teaching, 45, and probably 60 years of being alive because a lot of this stuff is that you cannot see a golf swing. What you see are effects. The forces that are out there that are creating a swing or that make a that make the sun move or whatever, you cannot see. You can't see gravity. You can't see momentum. You can't see inertia, acceleration, central. You can't see those things. But they are what drives everything. So 
in the book we basically talked about we went magic because the golf swing is magic so it's momentum and it's it's acceleration gravity centripetal force and inertia so it basically magic is those those words and then it's okay so now that you know what these forces are how do they work and then how do you start to use them what are you trying to do with them how do they play into a swing and once you start to get the basic understanding, not only does it make it easier because you do it in almost everything you do, but then the swing starts to become a lot more instinctive and you start to understand where these positions are coming from. You understand why the body has to move a certain way. And with that clear picture and that understanding, is like I told you, your brain's a taskmaster. If mm-hmm. it goes, oh, I get it, so if I do this, this happens then it starts to eliminate anything and everything not relevant to the task. So about half the things that people are trying to fix in their swings, you don't have to think about because they're effects, they're not causes. Mm. And that's where a lot of people get in trouble. I'm coming over the top. Okay, fine. Why? Uh, because I twist my body early. Okay, why? So if you don't get down to the cause of it, and you just say, well, instead of coming over the top, I want you to swing more from the inside. That's a train wreck. You want to make people really bad? Start keep putting effects on top of effects. Hmm. That's, so that's getting, really well said, actually. <laughs> it's, it's getting down to what is causing this to happen. And once you get to the cause, most everything else goes away because the brain says, oh, if this is my task, I don't even need to do that. Why would I even do that? Well, you wouldn't, so it doesn't do it anymore. So it's not like it's going to take you eight months or a year of 100,000 balls to make changes. Your brain can change rapidly once you change the subconscious belief system as to what the tasks are. If it believes it, it can change almost immediately. You know, that is so true. Uh, Mike, not to bore you too much about what I do during the day. I don't do this full time, as listeners know and readers of the site know, but I work in process improvement. And one of the concepts that we talk about is just the threshold of knowledge wherever you are at a certain current state. And, and what you just outlined so perfectly is if you, if you have a goal in mind or a target condition, and if you get to that target condition by simplifying your process, which is kind of what you're saying, all the other stuff is just noise. You didn't need to know about it anyway. You got to where you wanted to go. It sounds very That's similar right. to what you were explaining. No, you, you've, been, you've studied learning and you've studied processes. And the problem with our game, you want you to think about this, if you, almost any sport or any discipline, play the guitar, play the piano, learn physics, learn math, learn whatever, there's a step-by-step. Step one, do you understand this concept and can you do these skills? If you say yes and you can, you move on. If you get to a certain point where you do not understand the concept or you can't do the skills, if you skip that and you go to the next, you're in trouble. So developmental processes go through a sequence of knowledge or learning that allows you to go on to the next step. Mm -hmm. Our industry hasn't even defined that there is a process. So it's a random access of information. Well, if you did what you're doing away from this radio station and you did it with a random access of information with no clear picture of vocabulary, because we don't even have a definition of terms. Mm. So release means 20 different things to 20 different people. Weight, what does that mean? Weight shift. Whoa. What does lag mean? So you've got this industry out there throwing terms out that, that people have multiple definitions for 
with no process of learning, and you wonder why people have struggled with the game. I'm mm. surprised anybody plays it at all. It's a frustrating game. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. That's, that's why. That's and, and you want to know why I did the YouTube and why I'm doing what I'm doing? Mm. It doesn't have to be that frustrating. Not to be able to hit the golf ball. Now, once you learn how to hit a ball, which in my opinion is not that hard for people to get decent at, then there becomes let's play the game. Playing golf is a very interesting and exciting opportunity because there's so many variables and so many things happen and emotions and different lies and different. So playing the game, it can be complicated. Hitting a golf ball where you can all, can get to a point where you can actually start to try to figure out how to play the game is not that difficult. Not to be decent. I know you want to play the tour. Okay, those guys are phenomenal athletes. Mm. But to break 100, to break 80, to break 90 on a consistent basis, that's well within the range of most anybody who's out there playing this, listening to this, this, uh, this uh, podcast that we're doing, this interview. It, and listeners, if that's not a selling point enough to go out to MalaskaGolf.com or go check out his YouTube site, I, I don't know. We, we, we can't help you. <laughs> I mean, go out yeah. and, and look at what Mike is teaching. Go out to MalaskaGolf.com. Be sure to keep your eyes peeled for The Invisible Swing, Mike's new book that's going to be coming out in a couple months. I'm going to read it. I, I absolutely am going to read that book. And, Mike, I, you know, uh, speaking on behalf of any listeners here that have watched anything that you've taught, uh, and I will speak for myself as well. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I uh, am a constant viewer of your your uh, YouTube channel as well as a visitor to your site. I wish you continued success. And, Mike, I'd love to have you back on in the future because I loved this conversation. Well, you know, I'd love to do it, Adam, and I appreciate it. And all I can tell people is there's a lot of ways to swing a golf club. And go out and try what you see. And if it's and if it makes more sense and you're better with it, and then go with it. Give it a chance. Folks, that is Mr. Mike Malaska. You can follow him on Twitter, at Malaska Golf. Find him on all the other places that I just mentioned beforehand. Mike, thank you so much. We will definitely do this again in the future. Adams, I appreciate it. And everybody out there, enjoy the game. It's a beauty. <laughs> <laughs>